much to Seferin's delight, I finally played and completed Death Stranding, which gave us a great excuse to bring it back to Octal FM. In today's episode, we discuss, with some spoilers, my thoughts and feelings on the game. Did I love it just as much as Seth, or do I regret listening to him telling me to play it? Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Gelada. And I'm Stefan. And today we're returning to a game that we have talked about a couple of times on the show. Unsurprisingly, because it's been one of your, really one of your big games of the mm. decade. It was in that episode, yeah. Yeah, it was in that episode. That's Death Stranding. I've now played it as well and finished it. And I played it on PC, whereas you played it on PS4. And... We wanted to sort of have a chat a little bit more about the game now that I've played it as well. Because mm. if you remember, if you've been listening for a while and you heard our mechanics of Death Stranding episode, uh, we kept it very spoiler free. And actually, I listened back to that episode and it's really interesting hearing the bits that you're like making generic because yeah. I was going to yeah, play yeah. it. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, now I know what you're talking about. Like I was alluding to things that hadn't quite happened yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so that was really interesting but yeah I'm glad I did a good it. job of that yeah you did you did you definitely did <laughs> yeah it was funny like uh, one of the things that stuck out was at the end of the episode you talked about the ending in did a I? like spoiler free way you talk oh, about right. like yes yeah. you talked about the way that the game you you essentially have the same mission at the start and end you do yeah. but it's really easy to do at the end but you don't want to do it yeah and i was and that was the thing i when i was playing the game i was like when is it what is it what is the thing what is the thing as i was like working my way through the game there's a thing at the end i know that there's something <laughs> and then you got to there and you were like oh yeah, shit. Like, oh yeah okay i know what this this is what he meant so, so i guess the most important thing to say right up front and it'll be in the episode description as well is yeah. spoiler warning massive yes. spoiler warnings they're definitely not going to be holding back on anything in this episode specifically. We've done that plenty of times already. So because we, we really want to just chat about the game openly. So yes. if you've not played Death Stranding and you are even remotely interested in it, then definitely go play the, play the game, come back and listen to this another time. Yeah, exactly. Consider um, this a spoiler. Spoiler cast. Yes. But I guess that's a good place to start, to be honest, since you brought it up, in that how how did you feel about sort of that, that mirrored nature of mm. of the beginning and end of the game? I thought it was interesting. I I think in general with the ending, like I liked it. I liked the way that the game ended. I didn't, I guess I didn't really find it as impactful as you seem to from when we talked about it. Hmm. Like, I guess I didn't, because actually I'd forgotten what you'd said in the episode when I played the ending, apart from just that I knew there was like a thing that you like don't want to do. That was the hmm. thing that like stuck with me. So I guess I didn't really notice as much hmm. that there was sort of like, what I did notice through the game was your point about things becoming easier, hmm. right? And like things that you couldn't do at the start, you can do. And sort of like, I felt like the game actually kind of demonstrated that to you throughout a little bit in that sort of like before the very ending before the very last mission when you're working your way back right across the map yeah, so there's yeah, a part yeah. at the end where you've just literally got to basically backtrack the whole way but oftentimes doing it without certain types of equipment as well yes because of all the storms that are going on right 
But that was where I noticed it the most when I was like going back to the first area where it's like everything is nice and green and pretty looking. Hmm. And I was and I was just like happily just working my way through. And I could really feel the the thing that I noticed the most was like the visual difference in the sense that like that first area is so flat and open and mm. pretty easy to just traverse. And there's kind of not, there's not a lot of like, you know, obstacles or anything too difficult compared to where you were just before, where it's like gas that suffocates you. And yeah. like, there's like snowstorms and there's like harder BTs everywhere and all of this kind of stuff, which is just, yeah, that was quite I quite enjoyed that like difference as I was working my way back. I think that was one of the things that let me down though, because you just mentioned it, was some of the BT fights. Mm. Because I feel like first, when the first few times that you have to encounter and defeat a BT rather than just simply avoid them, it's pretty impactful. It's a really cool cinematic moment. Like Mm. you feel like an absolute badass sort of like running around, jumping between these buildings Mm. and like, you know, throwing grenades and stuff like that. But Mm. then like, Especially the very end boss, yes, where you have to fight like the giant whale thing. Yeah, it just becomes a bullet sponge, and it there does. isn't really any threat to it because by this point, assuming you're comfortable with the controls, which assumedly you are by this point, hmm. there's no real challenge at all. And I, and maybe that's intentional, or maybe I'm just trying to be a little bit too generous with things because. I suppose it mirrors the idea of things have been easier for you as you've grown and you've connected with people. Mm. But then at the same time, it's still not, it doesn't even feel rewardingly easy. It just feels boringly easy, if that makes sense. I always found, yeah, it does. I always found with with all of the combat, really, or with a lot of the combat, there's a few things that I found let it down a little bit. One is that the, is the controls. So a lot of the controls are quite vague in Death Stranding, it feels. Like the movement is mm. quite vague because it's realistic. So the way that, you know, if you tell Sam to go in a certain direction, he will go in that direction. But also he's not going to, like, move in a consistent way the whole time because there's a lot of, you know, cleverness to make him sort of, like, stand on the rocks yes, in the right yeah, way. Yeah, and, like, so move his body in a way to kind of map to the terrain. And in combat, when you're, like, jumping between buildings and it turns into this, like, semi-platformer, that feels really weird. Like, it feels quite frustrating where you're like, oh, just move, just, just mm. like, get out of this. And there's a lot of vagueness around sort of, like, if you're in the, like, tar, the, like, weird BT tar sludge, you know, you move even more weirdly and it's even harder to sort of, like, know what you're doing and sometimes there's like things grabbing you that final boss is actually the only place outside of the intentional deaths that i died Mm. um in the game i actually that's the only time the rest of the time i did i i'd got through without dying apart from when the game kind of kills you and i think i i can't remember exactly what it was but i remember being annoyed i was like forgot like no like like the game just like cheated me into into a death during that fight like i was like i'm there was like you're just not letting me succeed like you know the vagueness of the controls and like mm. just sort of like and having to like run around picking up equipment because i didn't have enough stuff to kill it so you're like shouting all the time to get people to throw you stuff mm-hmm. yeah it just and also i was like am i doing this right like because the the health goes down so slowly and i was like is there like a weak spot that i meant to yes. be trying to find am here? i doing this the hard way or is there supposed yeah. to be a trick to this year like 
a lot of the combat in in Death Stranding in general, I just wasn't that big of a fan of. A lot of it felt quite vague. Mm. Yeah, I, it was it was definitely the weakest part of the gameplay for me mm. compared to the main gameplay loop, which I actually really enjoyed, which was just kind of like traversing the terrain yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. doing deliveries and building infrastructure. And there was a few things there, sort of quality of life things that I, I wasn't like that felt a bit frustrating, but... I guess I shouldn't be surprised because of the kind of like heritage of the game. I'm not surprised that there's like weird sort of like frustrations about the gameplay because mm. I feel like that's kind of part and parcel of what you get with like this kind of game or with, with a Kojima game. Like, yeah. because it is a bit of an experience and you just sort of question like, is some of it on purpose or is some of it bad yeah. design? Like you can't, we talked about this before, I think, like you can never really tell. With, no, with, with Kojima, Kojima you're never entirely sure. Yeah, like... Yeah. Is he trying to make a point about like, you know, the futility of mm. traversing on roads compared to right. traversing on the ground? Right. Something? But I you feel know. like it's like you can't really give everything a free pass by being like, it's mm, arty. No, for sure. I think that's absolutely <laughs> right. And I think if you do, then I think you're doing yourself a disservice for your own critiquing mm. of an otherwise very enjoyable product. Yeah. You know, mm. it, it, it's great to be a fan and it's great to appreciate effort, but it's also important to try and keep it a, a objective and open mind to the potential flaws of the game mm. you know like it, it, you for example like the idea of that final fight being a little bit boring and easy you could say is intentional because at this point sounds right. become really detached from combat and you know combat doesn't mean anything to him anymore and bts represent death and death means nothing to him anymore because he sort of conquered that fear of death yeah. or it's just a fairly boring gameplay loop. yeah you know <laughs> Because the thing is with Kojima games, you can rationalize them like that because unlike yeah. in other games where they might just have a boring boss fight, you just like, it's just a boring boss fight because you haven't done any setup ahead of time to make you try and rationalize it in any other way. In Kojima games and of Death Stranding in particular, in this case, you, there's so many options where you could go, yeah, but it could mean this. Mm, it probably mm. doesn't mean that, yeah. but I mean, you could see it like that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, I think I remember raging at you about this when I played it, which was the credits, and where, <laughs> yeah. uh, where you're like... That you was spend, intentional. You spend the credits just like wandering around, and then like, there's like, you wander around for a bit, and there's some credits, then there's like a cutscene, and then you watch the cutscene, and then you have to wander around a bit more, and then there's a cutscene again. And it's like, it spread it out. It probably didn't help that it was like I needed to go to bed. It was quite yeah, late. Yeah, I'd say would have made <laughs> when it When I got yeah. to the end, and I was like, why are you doing this to me? You're like making me wander around aimlessly for like three minutes before I mean, you move on to the next bit. <laughs> it, at least you can pause cutscenes. Right? Yeah. So if you absolutely had to go, you could at least yeah, pause I it, I suppose. Yeah. Which is nice. And more games need to do that. More games need to have the opportunity to pause cutscenes midway yeah, through. Yeah. But no, I, I get you are right. But that was a very intentional choice as well. I mean, there's even yeah. some lines of dialogue from Sam that says, like, it feels like I've been here forever sort of thing. Yeah, or, yeah. Is this ever going to end? And the idea being that, like, he's now stuck, stranded, without any connections to people anymore. You know, because mm. he's, he's kind of stranded on the beach and yeah. the credits are rolling and nothing else matters anymore. And that's supposed to sort of evoke that emotion. So, but, but then you have to then decide, is that worth it mm. to make that point and also frustrate or potentially bore your players? But I feel that that probably is a theme that runs throughout the entire game, mm. right? In that if you aren't willing to accept these quirks and accept the fact that this, this piece of artwork isn't necessarily all about enjoyment, all the mm, time yeah this may be not be the game for you which is why i think so many people got turned off from the game from an early yeah. point because the the combat 
in the game doesn't really start until the second area, the, the main area, really, when you start mm. fighting the mules a second time. Because the mules in the in the first area are, you kind of can't fight them, really. Like, you you can, but you'll probably lose mm. because you've not got really all much equipment yet and your, your hidden stats are still quite low, uh, you know. Mm. So... I can see why people that maybe wanted a slightly more action orientated game because it looks like an action game as well because it looks mm. it looks like a triple A AAA sort of like you know third person yeah. action adventure game doesn't it if you look at it and pick it up and play it it feels like it should be but then it isn't mm. yeah yeah definitely and I to be honest I avoided most combat anyway like with the mules and stuff so we w- you and I played it quite differently right in that I didn't really go out of my way to do any side stuff mm. I didn't like avoid it i wasn't trying to like steamroll through the game but i would generally be like okay where do i need to go next on the story mission okay what what stuff can i take on my way oh yeah you know, what can what, i do at the same time but yeah. not going out of my way to stop doing it exactly like what sub you know what side quests can i do and things like that and it tended to just be deliveries so i would i would i very rarely took any kind of like you know rescue this cargo from this mule encampment mm. or whatever like any of those kinds of things because they weren't on my way right because they would i was like well i'm not going to come back so i'm only going in one direction so i know that i missed out i i, I think i was like f- i think i completed it in about 40 hours mm. um so that's like not rushing through but also with an eye on progressing the story at all yeah. times kind of thing whereas i think that's that's closely about a third as long as i took to play it right exactly so you know if you sort of take your time through it and do all of the side stuff and also build up all the infrastructure as well like i built up a few roads and actually that was probably the the thing i focused on most from a like building things point of view mm. i didn't like try and build loads of zip lines although i did build a few but like i didn't build that many roads because that was i mean yeah not to like continually talk about negative things but like i felt that the like material the way that you would like transport materials around and the fact Mm. that there's these like four materials there's no way of like you have to like calculate yourself by looking in the map at like okay for for this road what do i need okay well let me write that down in notepad and then let me work out the like minimum amount in the units that i can get because you yeah, can how much get you can in, carry like, in specific chunks numbers. Of yeah 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 uh, that was like i get it and like i i get that it's like the kind of the point like a lot of stuff in this game is kind of manual but I, that was a, bit, a little bit frustrating because also like other porters in other games instances and we talked about this before like how the game is kind of like sort of multiplayer kind of like journey sort of mm. style right like where people are like coming in and out of your game they can nearly complete roads but not quite like you have to be the one to finish it off so you could potentially have a road that has all the materials it needs bar like a hundred of something and you're like okay i guess i'll just take this a hundred over there and just finish it off like that's yeah that was sort of a bit weird um but at least you don't have to do those things like you you say like you can skip the game is very uh happy for you to to sort of play it how you want to play it it is it is it really is and actually you can just you can just walk everywhere and it wouldn't actually be that difficult. In some cases, it would be easier because yeah. the terrain is difficult to traverse with like a truck or or even a, the bikes that you have. Mm-hmm. A lot of the game, especially later on, you would be like, okay, let me grab a bike and get started. And then you would go like two minutes in one direction and be like, wait, I can't take this bike any further. Yeah, um, this I've is got just to go like a solid it. cliff face or something. Yeah, yeah and you're like, like, okay, fine. I, and so you basically, towards the end, I gave up trying to like 
bring a vehicle with me on mm-hmm. my missions i was just walking with stuff because i was like mm, there's loads of snow or there's like a really big cliff like i'd rather just have like a ladder on my back and just yep. and just go on foot which was not a bad thing because I was say, I think that's actually where the game shines because yeah. then when you're walking i mean and you see this when you're walking to and from main story missions in that mm. it, it plays the music at certain yeah. intervals and it takes control of the camera away from you a yeah. little bit you know and it creates those nice cinematic moments because walking is a very slow but mm. very consistent speed. Yeah. Whereas with your driving, you could suddenly like speed up or slow down or kind of drive off the edge of the road or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, and I never and I never felt particularly frustrated with the mechanics of walking, like mm. the you know, the fact that you've sort of gotta like check for edges that are too steep or anything like that and like slow down to make sure you don't overbalance and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was all fine. Like I like I, I really enjoyed that. Like something I read, I can't remember which it, what like website it was or article it was that sort of said like death stranding is at its best when it gets out of its own way Mm. and like gives you just that night like quite good kind of gameplay loop um with some story Mm. and these sort of like wonderful settings and you know we haven't really talked about the graphics but like it's absolutely incredible it's um, it looks amazing on pc as well i know that you know you watched it a little bit streaming and you were like damn this looks (laughs) yeah it looks fantastic yeah it does um like it's one of the best looking games i've played in a long time maybe even the best like i don't know what would be better maybe like thinking about how final fantasy 15 looks like Mm. i'd sort of like that's probably the closest like just yeah polish is like the the word and you know just fantastic lighting you know very very realistic looking you know i think i we may have even talked about this briefly on the show at some point but like the like opening cinematic where you're like sam is riding across on a bike and i thought that it was like real footage of iceland (laughs) with like him overlaid somehow in 3d uh, because it looked that good yeah like really really good and lots of variety in the environments as well and so walking through them and experiencing that is like the best way to experience the game and its presentation i think one of the things that i would like to commend the game for as well is how solid everything feels Hmm. and by that i mean it's not that it's bug free because there's plenty of instances where like Sam randomly sort of falls over nothing or like mm. trips over in midair sort of thing, or something, mm. you know, mm. but that I think is just the physics engine of the walking simulation going mm. a bit haywire at times, mm. but everything else, the game feels really solid and built and nothing feels sort of like it's going to start breaking and janking out. Mm. And the games that I like to compare it to within that situation are things like the Elder Scrolls games, you know, right. um, or like Fallout <laughs> where, it feels like in those games, everything's being held together by duct tape. And yeah. Just at a moment's notice, everything wants to spring apart like a, you know, like a rat trap going off. I know exactly what you mean. Like, yeah, Bethesda could learn a lot from looking at how Death Stranding's physics engine works. And the fact that you're absolutely right. Nothing kind of, apart from the vehicles, which can sometimes be a bit weird um, and sort of like, you know, they literally have a jump button on the vehicles yeah. <laughs> to like get you out of weird yeah, situations. Yeah, get them the physics is clearly and the world is clearly designed for you to walk through. It's not really designed for you to like take a truck through 
Well, know, I tell you um, what makes it feel great, I think, is that, that everything feels quite heavy yeah. and everything has a good sense of gravity to it. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. like, for example, the vehicles have the jump function, but they feel fairly weighty and heavy. And, and when you drive them around corners, like the trucks going around corners sometimes a bit fast, you can see them sort of, like, leaning to the side a bit. Oh, yeah, you they know? topple over all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, like, a bad I think driver, they do. <laughs> it's it's definitely the uh it's definitely the the engine right like we talked about this before the it's, decima engine it's yeah. the decima engine which is also um horizon zero dawn which feels the same you know yes, actually does, yeah. the game both games feel very similar in their movements and the physics feel yeah very the similar. physics definitely and that's well, it's interesting that how it's, light and bouncy aloy feels by comparison to yeah. how kind of like heavy and trudging sam feels yeah exactly exactly so yeah i agree i think that it's it is really that is a really strong part of it but i guess one thing that we can't really not talk about for death stranding is the story because mm. that's very much the front and center right we've we've talked a lot about the gameplay and the presentation and the game itself in terms Mm. of the aspect of the game playing it but we haven't really talked too much about the story Mm. and i feel the, the, the story is great but there's lots of bits in between it where you just like either get to the point Mm. or be more concise even for a kojima game at least that's how i felt about it maybe you felt better because you played it more directly I guess, yeah, maybe. I think that there's some bits of the story that I really liked and some bits that I didn't. It is a little bit like pseudoscience. Well, a bit. It's a lot pseudoscience-y all the time. I think I didn't... There's some of the story delivery that I didn't like. Mm. So, for example, and I know we're kind of getting back to gameplay a little bit, but a lot of the story and, like, sort of, like, filling out the story is delivered to you via, like, reading stuff. Right, mm. via like the interview transcripts and the emails that you get which is not a great way of doing it no it's not it's not great and the game was at its best when it had cutscenes yes. right? like yeah, like yeah. the cutscenes are really good the, the the story is great the characters are good and when they interact it's really strong and there's not actually a lot of that because you're alone most of the game mm, yeah 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 um so that probably also helps elevate those scenes where you are interacting with someone but and makes them more impactful. And maybe if there was more of it, it wouldn't feel as impactful. But maybe, yeah. I don't know. Like the game just does such a great job of, of the characters interacting and, and telling the story through cutscenes and dialogue that it feels a shame when some of it is is delivered through just text. Yeah. Like the example I use is I'm I'm fine with having things like the interviews and the letters and stuff Mm. like that, giving me some information about like characters that you go and visit, like the different uh, survivors, the different sort of like uh, homesteaders, you know, like if I want to learn a little bit more about like the old man, for example, on Mm. the top of the mountain, then that's a perfectly fine way to learn about him because he's not an important character. Yeah. You know, he's just, it's just nice backstory gives you some, some flavor towards that character's way of life within this environment yeah but there's some really key information in the interviews that if you don't read them you kind of miss out some really key information about some key characters like the whole thing with massive spoiler alert i know we've already done that but still um the whole thing with sam's wife for example and his like lost child and all the rest of it Mm. is all buried away in interviews yeah and it's very lightly alluded to in some of the very end game cutscenes. Yes. But you're not really going to know what it's talking about unless you've read these interviews fairly substantially, which yeah. I did. Yeah. 
But this feels like this is the main character who you've come to love or hate because he's not the most likable person, but he's not a hateable person either, I don't feel. He can just be very frustrating. Mm. That side of him is very sympathetic. And that side of him is quite important to his overall reason for being who he is and how he is. But it doesn't feel like it's ever really shown through enough in the core story. Like, Mm. for example... The reason in which Sam is so attached to BB by the end is for that very reason. You know, mm. he's he's so attached to it because it's basically the replacement of his child. Yeah. But yet it never really explains that to no, you. No, it doesn't. Directly. It doesn't. And it feels like such a weirdly important detail to, to otherwise skim over. It's like the game is a little bit allergic to exposition. You know, mm. like, it, like it's not, it doesn't really want to like reveal stuff by telling by like sort of just explaining it to you, it would rather just act like you know everything already. Mm. In general, I think the story is is good and interesting and touches on a lot of interesting concepts. It is a little bit too vague most of the time or doesn't really develop them hugely. Like there's this kind of overarching theme of sort of like the whole like reconnecting the people is like kind of doing more harm than goods. And there's mm. sort of, a, it's mm. like an analogy to are to the real world and yeah, like social yeah, yeah. media and and this sort of like hyper connected world that we live in now and it's it's clearly trying to like tell a you know send a message about yeah that it's or, telling a fable yeah yeah but it never it feels like it never quite resolves it or never quite like decides whether it wants it to be a good thing or not and that's probably intentional to like you know you yeah, also, leave it up to the player but yeah i think it's, it's weird, isn't it, how, like, the, the core story of Sam and Bridges and mm. all of the supporting characters is almost sometimes a little bit separate to the analogies and the fables that the yeah. game is trying to tell at the same time. Because also you can't make any decisions. It's not like you can decide not to connect people. You know? Yes. And it's almost you feel like you're like, well, do I really want to do these things that I'm being mm. made to do? Like, I kind of don't. Like, I am kind of feel like I'm doing the wrong thing, but I'm made to do it. You feel like yeah, you're almost yeah, on the like wrong side. Sam is obviously quite reluctant to do these things at the beginning of the game in the first place. They're like, yeah. we need you to go west. We need you to reconnect people. And he's like, no, screw you. I, I don't work for you anymore. I don't want to do anything for you anymore. But he still kind of does it. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Just you know? in silence. Yeah, know, like- <laughs> basically in silence. And, and I guess you could, you can, you can hand wave all these things away if yeah. you sort of like, oh, well, he was doing it because he was trying to help out Fragile for that piece of time. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, but I mean, the idea being that when you've done this journey, he's supposed to have crossed the entirety of the continental United States. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a long way to go just because you're trying to help out a person. Yeah. You know, like... I don't know. I just feel like it would have been nicer to maybe have that choice, like you say, and and towards the end have a slightly different version of an ending, depending on whether how much you connected people or didn't connect people yeah. and stuff. And maybe then they were like, well, that's not going to be a tight enough story to tell. And the mm-hmm. whole point is we're trying to tell one story. So we're going to have to kind of railroad you down there. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that was for the best. I'm not sure. Yeah. Agreed. But honestly, I think the best thing about the whole game and the experience of the, the within the stories is, as you said, is the character interactions. Yes. Like, when the characters actually get to interact with one another, which is unfortunately surprisingly rare, yeah. they all do such a great job. I don't think any of the performances are bad. I, no. I genuinely think they're all fantastic. Agreed. It's, it's all really, really, really good. Like the the acting is, is really good. They've taken the acting seriously and it isn't just mm. acting for a video game. It's like no. just acting end of yeah 100 percent. like it's a it's a good thought piece film you know like like if you just string all of it together it, yeah. it it's a 
it's an interesting thing to watch and like and consume like i another sort of disappointment for me was that a lot of the characters once their story is told they kind of disappear yeah you know like very like fragile disappears for for once you've sort of like done a bit of her story and i was like wait what like is there not more like is she Mm. not going to interact anymore and like same with like mama and lochner like they kind of like once you've resolved their story then they're kind of gone now Mm. like and it's a it's a framework right it like that's an intent that is a design decision they've made that decision of like you know it because the game is divided up into episodes and each episode is kind of a like the name is usually a character yeah um so it is it's weird actually it is actually a very episodic game in a way yes like, yeah, weirdly it is yeah even though you don't think that it would be it doesn't f- it doesn't seem on the surface like it would be but it actually is you know it could be a that kind of like style of tv show like lost or something where mm. like every episode is like a different character and focuses on like a different character's backstory or whatever mm. like different flashbacks it's like that in a game uh you know and only as you say at the end do they all co- sort of come together which is nice right it's it's a nice way of doing it but i almost because the characters were so good and the interaction between the characters was so good i definitely wanted more of that and you know, that's a little bit like if they had, it's kind of pandering to fan service almost. Um, mm, yeah, because true. I'm probably yeah. not the only one. But so I guess in a way, making that decision not to do that is probably a good thing. <laughs> and it's just like, I just want to see more of the characters because yeah, I like the characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, like watching them interact with one, one another is fantastic. Like the scenes with Die Hardman towards the end, you know, mm. they're, they're so impactful. They feel mm, so mm. great to watch. And all the things with the flashbacks with Cliff and mm. sort of piecing that story together. Yes. These are absolutely the best aspects of the game, in my opinion, even beyond yeah. the fantastic, fun, enjoyable gameplay and graphics. You know, like those moments are fantastic, but they're just maybe a little bit too far between. Maybe the game could have been shorter. Um, you know, maybe mm. they could have condensed some of the elements of the gameplay and told a more concise story, but maybe then they wouldn't have been able to get across the same message of reconnection and travel and loneliness and mm. arduous nature of, of the task. And I don't know, I guess it depends on what you get out of the game more and whether yeah. you want a story experience or whether you want sort of like a, a personal experience of growth and discovery. Yeah. I guess that sort of wraps up most of the elements of yeah. the game without talking about specific things like i guess we didn't really talk too much about sort of like the combat element with the um cliff bits where you sort of go back in time yeah another bit that which feel a little forced like the fact that they're the same pretty much the same every Mm. time i was like okay it looks good good. yeah it looks good like because because the environments are so radically different from what you've been in and they make it look fantastic but the actual gameplay itself feels a little bit yeah. odd. Um, and I feel like maybe they could have accomplished the same, a similar sort of effect of like the bait and switch of him looking yeah. for BB when really he was looking for Sam the yeah. whole time. And I guess you could have done that without the necessary sort yeah. of like mini boss fights. Yeah. I think it is just like the strongest things in this game, without a doubt, are the kind of the core gameplay loop uh, and the story. And there's a yeah. lot of other stuff in between that, you know, I come back to that point, which is not my own. I've definitely stolen it from somewhere that sort of like the game is at its best when it gets out of its way and and yeah. doesn't sort of try and introduce too many other things at the same time and sort of like little mm. bits and pieces here and there that kind of slow you down and sort of just like ruin the, not ruin, but, you know, just sort of like change the pace in a way that 
I, I was kind of like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, let me get back to what I was doing sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but without a doubt, a, you know, a, a really, really strong game and one that I would, I wouldn't hesitate to recommend to people. And I think that mm. it's, I don't really think that the sort of, not that it's had, like it is, it has been a well-received game, right? Overall, like the, the reviews yeah. are generally good, but where it's received some criticism I don't think it should be something that people think is a is a sort of like maybe it's a good game. It's definitely is, mm. you know, like I really 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 enjoyed it. I think maybe the things that it's being criticized on or being compared to just isn't necessarily fair yeah. and isn't necessarily a good indicator of the experience that you're yeah. going to have with it because if you try and compare it even to its like almost its sister game in mm. in Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, you're not going to have a good yeah. time because it isn't that. No. And it's not Red Dead Redemption or, you know, it's not Assassin's Creed. It is very much its own experience, you know, and I think it's more of an experience than it is a game. And yeah, it sounds a a bit pretentious to say that, but I think that if this is what you want in in this, you're going to come away really happy. But if you're going in with the expectation of playing a video Mm. game, playing a video game, I think you're probably going to get turned off from it quite quickly. I agree. It's closer to indie and like an indie experience you know experiential mm, game yeah, yeah, yeah. than it is a triple a video game yes it has the triple a yeah. graphics yes it has the triple a presentation and you know and and triple a acting and i'm gonna say a top top hollywood yeah actors. yeah like and that's i think you're right like but it's like but that makes you think that it's going to be a triple a classic video game yes and yeah, it's yeah. not it's closer to something like journey in in many ways mm. you know it's like it's like journey on on a lot of steroids it's kind of interesting that despite the fact that it's almost certainly the biggest game he's ever put together this is probably the smallest game kojima's ever yeah, made like, in a lot of ways exactly like and i think it's it's better suited to fitting into that kind of like genre if you like or that sort of set of games than it is a triple a game and it's sort of i think it suffers i think it has suffered because necessarily it has it has had that comparison because it ha- it has mm. so many components of it that are triple a and i think maybe there's a mistake around the way it was maybe marketed or the fact that they didn't explain what it was enough maybe Mm. i I don't know like there's something there definitely about kind of like the hype build up to this game you almost think it's almost like maybe death stranding would have been better if it was released completely out of the blue right yeah with almost any but build up to To it a different impression of what it is you know instead it's like being hyped up so much that it's this amazing, you know, open world, you know, like triple A game where you can, there's so much to do and so much to explore and the mm. story's amazing and all the mechanics are amazing. They're not, it's just not that at all. It's more like no. this really interesting, huge experience, piece, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the final thought that the game gives me and talking about it like this has given me is that this is the first proper breakaway game for Mm. kojima since Mm. the break from metal gear as a Mm. whole and konami and it goes to show like when he's not tied down to having to say make another metal Mm. gear game which don't get me wrong were all very good that's not to say they weren't enjoyable and they weren't good but it just shows what he can accomplish when he's allowed to sort of do what he wants and the weird weird interesting experiences you can you can have yeah exactly um and it just means that like because 
anyone that wants Death Stranding 2 just hasn't got the point of this yeah. game. And I, I really think that they need to consider what they're, they're asking yeah. for. It doesn't need a sequel. I mean, maybe you could have like some spin-off web comics or something mm. set in the same world, exploring some of the other characters or other locations or something. But it doesn't need another full game or another full experience. And it just makes me quite excited to see what his next project's going to be. I, I yeah. know that there's still talk about him making another horror game, very PT style, mm. because a lot of people really want that. But for someone like him and his team, because it's very easy to say just him, but it is also his team of people that work for him. It's going to be far more interesting to say do what you want to do and then we're going to enjoy that because you clearly have this wonderful artistic vision of of weird and wonderfulness yeah and i guess the my final thought is a question which is given that this is his first breakaway sort of proper big breakaway game from konami is death stranding better or worse compared like thinking about metal gear solid right as a comparison point like is kojima better or worse without konami in a way because from a yes from a like artistic vision point of view he's better maybe because he's you know he's got the freedom to do what he wants and that's probably a good thing but does it make for a better video game like mm, better video game yeah mm, like that's that's a, that, that's the yeah, question yeah like that's kind of interesting like like is death stranding a better video game for for not having you know the maybe the the firm hand of konami to like mm. turn it into something else which is now kind of what i'm imagining is the case like that's what's happened with like you know earlier games where you've got you know a big publisher or whatever involved and and making decisions has sort of like making it more gamified yeah exactly and i just wonder does that is that better or worse like that's an interesting thought piece like what would death stranding be like if it was made under yeah, konami like i don't know i like i'm I always fall on the side of like, I prefer kind of the artistic stuff. You know, I find it more mm. interesting because I think of video games as a medium for that kind of thing. You know, that's mm. why Braid is one of my favorite games of all time. And, you know, we've been mm. talking about Journey and all of those kinds of things. So I I accept the flaws, but it's an interesting sort of thought point from a like actual video game point of view. I think that's very much his mindset. Mm. Like, I don't think he sees video games as a means of simply play yeah. exclusively. Right. I, although that's weird considering the fact that he, he that is what he talks about. He, he says like, you know, um, play is the most important thing mm. sort of thing for humans. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that this interactive medium can't be used for mm. things beyond simple short-term gratification. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the game. Oh, and yeah. obviously I'm glad that you you did play it and we've had a chance to have this sort of final mm. proper chat about it. It is certainly something that I will stick with me forever. Mm. Like I I it's certainly going to be one of those games that when people say, "Oh, what what what's your favorite game?" This would be one of the ones that kind of pops yeah. into my head straight away sort of thing. And yeah, I still think about it every mm. so often. I think about some of the themes of it. I think about the idea of the reconnecting and division that that sometimes brings and the way in which it's hard to kind of come close to people without hurting those people without, you know, I mean, that's a, that's one of the themes, isn't it? Like Sam can't touch mm. people and it, it physically hurts him. And, but that's also true from a mental and emotional point of view. Like I think about those things at the moment with like, you know, the pandemic mm. as they are and how separated we are. I and, mean, it's a great, it's definitely a great pandemic game, you know, like there's a lot, yeah. there's a whole extra parallels with playing it in the time yeah. of coronavirus. That's you're for a, sure. You're a port of bringing, you know, needed supplies, but more importantly, needed connections yeah. with other people in a time when people can't leave their houses like they can't yeah. in the game it certainly wasn't intentional i'm no. sure but <laughs> but, uh, but yeah i think he just goes to show that he had the vision of 
of connectivity and division mm. and and this idea of community coming together or breaking apart potentially and how appropriate that is to the modern Definitely. world regardless of the pandemic it's a it's um, a story for modern times for sure yeah 100 percent. and i'm glad that you enjoyed it though no, absolutely. I, i'm glad that you got to experience that story mm. uh, and i'm glad that uh you you were enticed enough by all the things i've said and the mm. experiences we had together down in london for example oh, to, yeah. to to take part in it absolutely no it was definitely one not to miss for sure 100 percent. and for the final time if there's anything about Death Stranding that we've missed. God knows how we've done that in the episode we've done. (laughs) Then do please let us know. Um, (laughs) There are some aspects of the game I'm sure we didn't touch on that people would like to have touched on more, but this is already a fairly lengthy episode and it's only going to go longer if we allow ourselves to rant. (laughs) So do give us a a shout, give us an email, give us a tweet, give us a message, whatever, uh, and let us know what your thoughts of Death Stranding were. Yeah, absolutely. You know know the stuff by now. Uh, Email us, show at octal.fm or... Tweet us at Octal Give us a like. Give us a like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Give <laughs> us a like on Facebook. Uh, and in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Sefran. And catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon. We promise it won't be about Death Stranding yet again. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>